Good afternoon, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to today's April 4th edition of the Impact Wrestling Press Pass podcast. This is Ross Coleman. First, let's bring in Josh Matthews. Josh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm busy as usual, Ross, but, but uh, I'm excited for tonight as we get ready for United We Stand live on Fight TV uh, from Rahway, New Jersey. I'm here. I'm at the building. Well, I was at the building. I went to get some lunch. Um, looking good. Uh, we've got a uh, limited number of tickets left. So if you're on the fence about purchasing a ticket for United We Stand, I suggest you get it now. Go to impactwrestling.com for more details. And then if you can't be with us tonight, then you need to watch United We Stand live on Fight TV. Uh, I was at the Fight TV studio earlier today and uh, ran down the card with Matt Stryker and SoCal Val. And uh, we're just very excited for everything that's going to happen tonight at 11 p.m. Josh, what match are you looking forward to the most? Oh, I'm looking forward to every match. I mean, when we looked at this card and, and tried to put the order together and figure it out, it was, it was uh, interesting, to say the least, because every match is a main event-worthy match. Uh, I think Tessa versus Joey is very interesting. I think that um, Ultimate X is going to be dope. I think that uh, LAX versus Loki and Ricky Martinez is going to be amazing. And uh, just top to bottom, I think this show is going to be very, very good. And then, of course, the main event... Uh, the World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix against Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Uh, Sporting News broke the news that RVD is back, uh, not just for tonight, but he's back starting April 29th in Toronto. Uh, we're going to see him in Philly on May 3rd and 4th. And uh, everywhere that Impact's going to be for Impact TV, we're going to get to see Mr. Monday Night back, which is uh, super cool, I think, for every wrestling fan out there. Super cool that uh, Mr. Monday Night comes back on Monday night, April 29th, as you mentioned. Uh, and I think with that, the perfect that way, we will bring in Rob Van Dam, RVD. How are you doing today? Doing great, dude. Uh, Josh, you sound like so excited. <laughs> It's, it's, it's been a long week, Rob. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to keep it all in before tonight. I've never started a show at 11 o'clock. I can barely hold myself together. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, dude. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Lots of uh, excitement coming into this. You know, I'm uh, getting a lot of feedback online and in person. Uh, people are excited. An interview yesterday on uh, Taz's uh, sports show, and uh, um, a line that he said stuck in my mind. I'll be, uh, I'll be, put, I'll probably tweet it to him later, or post, or I'll probably text it to him later, just because I keep laughing thinking about it. But uh, I was on the radio, I was talking about how I get love everywhere I go, and um, you know, in my movie, I really wanted to show that how excited people are to see me everywhere and uh, the reception I get. And Taz said, uh, yeah, everybody loves RVD. It's his gimmick. <laughs> All good, dude. Um, looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to the love. So, yeah, I'm ready. I love New York City. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Take a little drive down to New Jersey a little bit later and go to work. And now you say something. Sorry, uh, I was waiting for Ross, Rob. Uh, I don't know what Ross is doing. In, in, in I was waiting for Josh. Okay. Um, sorry. No worries. Yeah, we, 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 this, is the, this is our first time, so, so we're, we're new at this whole broadcasting thing. Okay, cool, man. We'll, we'll get through it together. I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, so we, uh, you were on Taz's show yesterday, and uh, Headstrong, obviously, is your movie, your documentary. Where can we get Headstrong? I know that they played it on Fight TV. Is it still there, or is it on iTunes? Where, where, where can we watch it? It is all the, all the above. It's, it's available on iTunes, Fight TV, as well as Google Play, Voodoo, and Amazon. So um, uh, it's, it's been getting incredible reception. Um, you know, I, I really hoped that people would enjoy the movie, and I worked really, really hard on it to get it right where I wanted it, but the feedback feedback has just been um, unbelievably um, great. You know, like people people really, really like the movie. Some people are saying it's important to them, but mostly everybody says they, they get inspired by the movie. Wow. There's so much noise going on there, just in case you don't know. 
<laughs> Thanks, Rob. Uh, again, Headstrong, you heard where you can uh, watch and, and stream and, and check out Rob's movie, and we'll be talking about Headstrong uh, tonight at United We Stand. We'll be talking about it uh, on Impact. We played the trailer a couple of weeks ago, so we're, we're really excited about that. We're really excited to have Rob back in general. Uh, Rob, yeah, what was it? I know that... Sorry, I just wanted to What's say that? thank you for going. I just wanted to say thank you for showing the trailer. Um, that looked awesome. I appreciate you uh, helping me get the word out on Headstrong. Yes, sir. You got it. We uh, our pleasure for sure to to play that a couple of weeks ago on Impact. So you told the Sporting News that it, it was kind of like a timing issue for you to come back. Um, you, what else is it about Impact? Do you think that that made you want to come back now? And then to not even have your first match back and then just say, yeah, I'll stay longer and, and, and I'll compete at, at, at different shows. Yeah, well, you know, I've said like in, in every interview, I think that I've done over the last uh, couple of years, at least, um, you know, and I, and I think I'm pretty consistent because um, I just tell the truth all the time. So that way I don't ever have to worry about covering up a story or, uh, but, but perspectives does change. It has to, as we, as we move through time, perspective, uh, has to change because, um, uh, you're looking at life from, from a different place, you know, and that's, that's just a fact. Um, however, I'm still just like always, um, interested in good business, interested in opportunities. And, um, and I follow my spirit, you know, and it's, uh, right now, everything, Everything is lined up uh, in this fashion, so it's a good deal. You know, I uh, had, uh, after I talked to uh, Scott DeMore, we talked about the business, and then I um, understood Impact's schedule um, and was able to compare that with all the other schedules I've had over the last 30 years. You know, uh, everything, is, uh, everything is very favorable, and hopefully it's a win-win for everybody. Awesome. Uh, I have more questions, but I think that we should let the members of the media get to their questions, Ross. Why don't we open up their lines uh, and get these questions now, and then uh, we'll wrap up with Rob in a little while. Cool. All righty, media. Uh, media, if you have questions, star six to get in queue. Please identify yourself and your media outlet. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press... Star six. And dramatic pause. Hey, Rob, it's James Walsh from the Wrestling Epicenter. How are you doing today? Awesome, James. How are you? I'm doing great. So happy to have you back in Impact Wrestling. I guess the obvious question that all of us have on the top of our mind, and I'll be the first to get to ask it, is other than tonight's match at United We Stand, what are you looking? who are you looking forward to getting in the ring with at Impact Wrestling on the current roster? Yeah, um, Mark Carano's not in Impact Wrestling, right? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll, then I'll skip him. Um, you know what I've found, James, is that um, um, tuning in to the product and uh, preparing myself for tonight, I see that a lot of the wrestlers are doing RVD moves, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's what always happens when someone's uh, gone off of the uh, TV for a minute. Everybody else ends up, you know, usually taking their moves. But with me, I'm amazed that it's taken so long for people to even do my moves. Like, I've thought through my whole career, you know, that why is it that everyone steals everyone's moves, but m my moves are, are very seldomly uh, emulated. And, and the answer, you know, is that, well, nobody can do your moves. That, that, that was always, you know, probably not true. I mean, I'm, come on. People, maybe, I haven't seen too many people do like the 360 leg drop off the uh, apron to the guardrail. And there's certain moves that I think would... Uh, would break most wrestlers' bodies apart that I do. But, but uh, of course, you know, when it comes to the frog splash, the rolling thunder, seeing some of these guys do it and doing more and more of my moves, and uh, and that's cool. I don't have a problem with it. But now that I'm back, I think i got to uh, set everybody straight and, uh, and let everybody know the difference and why... Uh, why when RVD does a five-star frog splash, um, the world pops because the legend is doing his thing and uh, nobody gets higher than RVD. So everyone else, you know, trying to, trying to bite off of, uh, off of my gimmick, so to speak, 
Um, I think maybe I'll start off by uh, leveling some of some of those guys out and uh, letting them know that they got another uh, several years uh, before they need to start comparing themselves to RVD. I've been doing this for like uh, 30 years, and it feels like just because of the reception I get everywhere I go, it feels like I've been walking the planet for like hundreds of years because I'm so OG. And I know everybody here grew up watching me, uh, Russell, uh, and I know that. Um, because I've been doing it so long, but at the same time, um, without somebody telling me that, I don't even realize that uh, that I'm um, uh, that I'm uh, so many uh, years older than than some of the other wrestlers. Like I don't even realize it because when you're RVD, um, you're just like a like a spirit, and I can still do everything that I've ever been able to do because I still keep up my stretching and working out and everything. I still keep up with being me. So. Basically, um, I don't think I'm. Uh, I don't think I think of the competition for me so much as think about how they have to measure up to me. Awesome! Can't wait to see it. Welcome back. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, James. Well, you know, Rob, as we uh, touch on your career and your uh, uh, few years, we'll just say few years. 21 years ago. I'm sure you remember what happened 21 years ago today. Well, let me see. Let's do the math. We're in uh, 2019. 21 years ago would have been, what, 80? Well, 21 years ago would have been 90. Um, why don't you just tell me what happened? We're talking 90. <laughs> <laughs> 90 that would have been 90, I believe 98. 1998. You tell me. Or 94. That would have been when you started your, your, your long run with one. TV title, 21 years ago, today. Uh-huh. Did you really think that I was going to know that? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I kind of thought you might have. Okay. Well, that definitely was a, uh, a standout time in my career. You know, I enjoyed the uh, almost two-year run with the television championship, and at the time, I was setting new standards, and we were bringing opponents in from uh, different parts of the world, different companies to face me, and... Um, and that was where I really learned, you know, to try to be consistently great, regardless. So if I'm in the ring with Bam Bam Bigelow or One Man Gang, or if I'm in the ring with Spike Dudley or Little Guido, obviously there's a huge difference in, uh, you know, in, in what the opponents are bringing to the table. But um, as long as RVD has got what RVD brings to the table, you know, then um, which I do, then I'm then that's where I really learned to try to be consistent and have the best match regardless of uh, who I was with and uh, as an artist and, um, you know, as just as my career and everything, that was outstanding. And obviously it helped turn a lot of fans' eyes towards me and I've been able to keep all those fans for all this time and I'm looking forward to getting that energy tonight from them. All righty. Positive energy, love, and uh, excitement. That's all RBD gets everywhere he goes. Hey, Rob, uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here. You mentioned that you spoke to Scott Demore about coming in. What, what all went into your decision to come back? I know uh, you, you've been kind of selective with the dates and stuff that you work. What type of schedule are you, are you looking to maintain through the end of the year, and, and what ultimately drew you to impact? Well, um, when, I, when I was speaking with Scott – um, you know, at first it was just about tonight. Uh, at first we were just talking about doing this match, which, you know, I, 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 over the last three years, I've had about 10 to 12 matches a year. And I really haven't been looking to do more. Um, but good business is good business. And so that's, you know, I'm always interested in considering uh, business when it's good. And, and so... You know, this was a uh, this was a one-off. I was, I'm definitely looking forward to tag teaming with Sabu. Looking forward to the match with the Lucha Brothers. Um, a lot of uh, you know good feelings going in towards this match. And then uh, Scott said he wanted to run by some future dates with me. And uh, as you can imagine, the the biggest factors were on the business end. I mean, that's what that's what um, most of us look for um, when it comes to uh, working is. Uh, you know, compensation, uh, the amount of work schedule. So, I mean, 
uh, all these factors were included, um, and it looks like a schedule that's not too uh, not not too heavy. Probably not going to change a whole lot about my uh, my life. Um, uh, it, it'll be stepping it up a little bit, wrestling more, um, which which is good because it just means that I got to stay ready more. Uh, before, if I had a couple of months off, I could go into like say off season mode where I'm still working out, still training. Um, but then I, you know, really crank up the intensity several weeks before, before a show. Cause, cause my matches were that spread out. Now it looks like, you know, uh, at least, uh, at least monthly, once in a while, a couple of times a month, uh, we'll go and do these tapings. And so, uh, it just means I got to stay at my best, which it's good. It's good to have a reason to stay at my best, but, um, you know, I'm, uh, I like to, like to say, hey, I'm there because I really, really miss wrestling, and because uh, I see these guys like Willie Mack, and I really think we could have a good match. But to be honest, dude, I'm there for the business. I'm there for. Uh, I'm there because of uh, the deal that 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 I have is a good deal, and so that's what motivates me to go to work. And when I'm at my work, I'm all professional. Um, you know, you don't. I don't, that's why you don't see an unmotivated RVD because I only do it when it's worth it. And when it's worth it, then I get, then, you know, I like to deliver. So, um, that's why I'm always ready when it comes time to the match. Now I'll be ready, like, to go, uh, now I'll be ready to go all the time, which basically I am anyway. Uh, if you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And now, you know, uh, say, say my matches increase from, uh, 10 to 12 matches a year to, um, I don't know, 20 matches a year or something. Not that, not that big of a deal spread out over a year. You know what I mean? As far as like the change in my schedule, it's not like I'm going back out on, to live out on the road full time. And, and my interests aren't really there, which is another reason why, uh, impact works out great for me. Thanks Rob. Right on. Thank you. Hi, Rob. This is Ian Carey from SE Scoops. And it was announced that you'll be coming to Toronto later this month for a set of TV tapings. And uh, cannabis is now freely legal here. The first recreational store opened up just a few days ago. I'm wondering if you feel the attitudes towards cannabis have changed within the pro wrestling industry in recent years? I think that that's a reflection... I think that's a reflection of the attitude towards cannabis changing like all across the world. You know, I don't put as much energy into advocating um, for legalizing cannabis as much as I used to because way back, like when I first did the High Times Magazine interview, which was I think 97, it might have been 98, uh, I, really, I really felt like people need to know. You know, like uh, they, they were taught at school live about about marijuana you know they tell you it's the same thing as acid <laughs> and heroin and uh and i just felt like i really you know people need to know i need to educate people because people can really benefit from it you know all the medicines they can they can make and all the different symptoms that it can help with and so i really felt um i don't know if it was a responsibility i guess it was but i you know it was important to me uh so i would spend a lot of time as everybody knows trying to tell people about it. Now, now I feel like it's a downhill fight. You know, back in the day, people used to ask me, do you really think marijuana will be legal someday? I said, I have no doubt. I have absolutely no doubt. And it's going to happen, you know, in the next few years. And I would tell them the facts about how I was taught at school. Cannabis is a schedule one controlled substance, meaning the most dangerous drug with, with no medicinal value along with heroin and acid. Uh, schedule two, meaning safer for you and more medicinal value is where you find cocaine and meth. Now, this is what they taught me when I was in school way back in the eighties, but they still haven't changed their guidelines. And I think everybody knows more than the government. Now people know that marijuana isn't going to make you uh, violent and make you want to, uh, beat your parents with a frying pan and, you know, kill people. And, but that is what they used to teach us. And now all the states have uh, come together to change their laws and we get like two or three more states to uh, flip a medical marijuana program and the federal government has a mandate to change their stance and uh, one way or another 
they're going to do that. And, and I just feel like right now most people know, and it's a lot more relaxed. There's a lot of in Las Vegas, um, where I live, they're like they're the loudest and proudest. Like they have billboards everywhere. They have huge, huge um, marijuana dispensaries that look like almost like almost like theme parks, like a, like a Walmart. There's one called Planet 13. There's another one. They're they're ridiculously big, and so that that's way different. You know, in LA, even though LA was way ahead of everybody in that field, in LA you have blacked out windows. Uh, you might see like a, a green cross. Otherwise, you usually have no idea what's going on in these businesses. So seeing it change from that um, in the direction that it's going, I'm I'm glad, and I do take some of the credit for helping uh, helping that momentum. Um, so there's no question about it that in the entire world, everyone is looking at it different. So of course, the wrestling business is going to as well. I don't know yet. Um, as far as like their policies and specifics, as far as uh, changes there, I don't know, but uh, it's all coming either way. Like uh, it's, it's a way less serious crime. And, and I hate to say like the fight is over because I know there's people still getting thrown in jail for it and stuff. And so it's not over, but we're almost there. And for sure, the, the views have changed uh, to what degree in the wrestling business. I'm not really sure, but um um, I, I guess I'll be finding out, but it just, you know, over the last several years, um, I, I find that, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more wrestlers and athletes in general that, you know, whether they have a vape pen or whether they're, um, using the cannabis, you know, to calm their anxieties, uh, or a lot of people wait till after the matches, whatever it is. Um, it's not, it's not so standout and, uh, and one of a kind ish. <laughs> to be, uh, you know, to be pulled towards that direction right now. So I've always said it's a safer alternative than, than pills and alcohol and all that. And now that uh, people are, now that it's a lot more um, accessible, you know, I think that uh, people's health are going to benefit from it, wrestlers and everybody. I know so. All right, we'll move along to our next caller here. Hi, Rob. Uh, Donna Corby from the uh, Irish Daily Mirror. I'm just calling because uh, you spoke a few weeks ago about uh, one of our own, Becky Lynch, who, of course, has been announced in another company is going to be in the, the main event of, of WrestleMania. Can you tell me what your thoughts are on, on her involvement in such a, at a historic moment, really, in, in, in pro wrestling history? Well, you know, I mean, it's very awesome that the uh, women are in the position that they're in right now. Um, I think that Becky Lynch is a great representative of what a female wrestler can be because, uh, you know, everything, everything about her, I think is, is great. You know, she looks great. She talks great. Her moves are great. Her execution and everything. So, and it's not just her. I mean, the women in general have really stepped up. Like when I was in WWE back in say 2001, 2002, you can't even compare the style of the, the women's matches back then with what they're doing right now. Um, and that, you know, back in the day, I mean, the girls were pretty, but I know that a lot of fans would go and, uh, even take their bathroom breaks or whatever during the women's matches, because, uh, for some of them, it was, it was hard to watch them. But now, um, these girls are fighters, uh, their, their body movements, everything they do is, is so natural. Like, like only men seem to be able to do before back in the day. So it's come a long way and I, outside of the business as well, you know, uh, women are, it's a it's a it's a it's a movement for the for the women's uh, rights and powers to come up, you know, with all the the Me Too movement and all that. It's it's happening in the world right now. The female um, gender is is um, is stepping up, so to speak, after being like held down. Can you believe women couldn't even vote? Like you know, just a few decades ago, it was uh, uh, the world's always changing, and while we're watching it change. Um, it's, Hey, I love women. I think it's a great thing. And I think that, uh, this is a true test having a main, a women's main event for WrestleMania. I mean, that's really, that's really putting it out there and saying, you know, let's see how this, let's see how this goes. Um, you know, they could get a lot of blame if anything goes wrong, then naysayers will say, see, that's because that's what you did. You shouldn't have put them on there, but I don't think anything is going to go wrong. I mean, people love wrestling. It's probably already sold out. Right. And, uh, it's not like they. Uh, um, it's not like WrestleMania is ever less than a huge success. So, congrats to the women and Becky. All right, well, we'll, we'll move along here. We have a room 
congrats to the man and the woman. She's the man. We do have a room full of uh, callers here waiting to get in, so please, if we could uh, uh, focus on uh, RVD's return to Impact Wrestling, that would be great. Hi, this is Bill Pritchard. How are you? From WrestleZone, how are you? Super, dude. So, I know when you were doing uh, media rounds for your documentary, you said you considered yourself semi-retired. Can you kind of talk about any other major factors besides the business side that came into making your decision to sign with Impact? Um, any other factors? Uh, as long as, I mean, as long as you don't try to push that aside, because that really is what it's about, is about business uh, for me. Um, you know, as I mentioned, my retirement for me meant that, um, you know, I, I wasn't wrestling nearly as much. And, uh, and I've always, you know, over the last, I don't know, um, at least 10 years or so, I've always been geared towards uh, working less uh, and making it mean more. And, and, you know, after being in the monotonous schedule that I was uh, with the WWE, you know, I got totally burnt out. And I've never, I've never shaken that off. Um, most, most of my peers and people that I know hate to be at home. They, uh, they they can't stand being on the couch. They got to find something to do. They go nuts. They retire and then go get another job. I'm the opposite. I love being home, and every time I leave, it really has to be worth it. Um, so, on the uh, business end of Impact Wrestling, um, that alone was worth it. And the, and the schedule isn't that much more than I was doing, um, even if I just do Impact and don't do some of the other shows because uh, I won't be able to. My my schedule might be. Uh, filled up as far as how much I want to work with impact over the last several years I've been wrestling and mostly overseas Australia Italy uh, Scotland all over the UK England and uh, usually that's that's where you could find me for the last uh, two or three years and now with impact uh, I'm going to be just as busy, a little busier than I have been. Uh, most of it's going to be domestic. It's great that it's going to be on TV and that fans uh, are going to be able to see me again. And, um, you know, there's there's really not a reason not to do it. Uh, a lot of fans really want to believe in their hearts um, that I'm holding off and that I really want to go to to one of the other companies or something, but I don't. There's, there's I don't have the same values that the fans have, I'm not as excited as they are about the other things that are going on in wrestling. Um, so right now it's great. It's great that impact is bringing, uh, bringing me in, making big news, uh, when everybody else is trying to make news, the wrestling business right now, um, it's, it's, it's good. You know, like, uh, all the, all the other, um, groups, outside of uh, the monopoly have all come up and like wrestlers have uh, places they can go all over and work and, and all the, all the different organizations have a great uh, support team uh, from, from the, the fans that want to see their group succeed. So it's uh the business is hot right now and it's time to bring RVD in. Hi Rob, this is Joel Torres from Contralona.com. Um, as you said before, the pro wrestling business is constantly changing, but do you think it has changed for the best compared to how it was when you started back in the 90s, you know, including the performers that we see in the present on Impact? Or do you think is there something missing from the past that we still need nowadays? Um, I would say both. You know, it's, um, it's a good thing. At the same time, you know, because I'm so old school, I can watch what the guys are doing now. And I can, I can see the things that, that are doing now that wouldn't have been acceptable back in the day. And, and I see that. And, you know, as an old school mentality, I can fight it. Um, but at the, at the same time, you know, it's, um, it is what it is. Everything has to evolve. When I was a kid, I was, you know, doing a popping a wheelie on my bicycle was a really big move, you know, and now look at what they're doing with BMX. They're doing things that weren't even imagined back in the day. You know, people on uh, motorcycles doing the backflips and handstands and all that. That was never done when I was a kid. That was done in comic books. Um, Everything has to evolve. 
And so I don't know what where wrestling is going to evolve into. I noticed a big difference what it's evolved into now compared to back in the day. There's pros and cons, I think, uh, for different reasons, too. It depends on what standards you use it on. But, you know, the fans are um, the fans are as excited as ever. They're, they're, they're buying more tickets than, than they ever have before. And um, it seems like, you know, from that perspective, you got to say it must be a good thing. Hello, this is Carlos from Indie Pro Wrestling. Uh, welcome back to Impact Wrestling, Rob and Dan. Thanks, Carlos. And um, thank you. And uh, my question to you is: What would you say is the biggest key to your longevity in your career? And what kind of advice would you give to the Impact stars so they can make sure that they can keep doing this as long as you have? I, I missed that first part. You said what was what was the first part of that question? Yeah. So, what's the biggest reason to the longevity you've had in your career? And what kind of advice would you give to the impact stars so they can have a long career like you? Two things. One, one, stretching. I have found throughout my entire career that the other wrestlers don't stretch. And they've always looked at me doing my stretch routine. And everybody always says, oh, Rob, you know, I, I need to start stretching with you. My stretch isn't a warm-up. It's its own workout. And I feel that because I've stretched and maintained um, – the you know the physical health that I, that I was able to through that I feel like for sure that has lengthened um, my career and given me longevity because uh, it's def- I definitely have beaten my body up a lot but I'm still able to move well because I stretch and because I keep at my best. The other thing I would say is to sleep. I'm a great sleeper and I have no mm-hmm. doubt that that has also helped add longevity to my career and to my life. Um, anytime that I, that I'm like missing sleep and I'm really tired and I notice, you know, I haven't gotten enough sleep for a few days. That's when, that's when my body is breaking down. That's when everything hurts. We, we grow and we heal while we're sleeping. And if I was one of the wrestlers that could never sleep on a flight, um, I'm, I really think that I would be in, in worse condition because I sleep every flight. And when you're on the road traveling, like we do sometimes, you got to get it when you can. You might only be in a hotel room for four hours. But for me, um, sleep has always been super important, whereas other people, wrestlers, say, well, screw it. Might as well just stay up and drink till the bars close because we got to catch a flight, you know, two hours later. Um, sometimes you can do that. But if you're looking for longevity, I recommend uh, sleeping and, and stretching. Hi, Rob. It's Rory from Team Venom Media over in the UK. Um, I've been a huge fan of yours since the 90s, and it's awesome seeing you come back to Impact. Um, one of the things that I watched a few years ago was you taking on current Impact champion Johnny Impact over in the UK at Liverpool. Um, and brilliant match. There's some fantastic chemistry between the two of you. Is that something that you're looking to revisit with this tenure in Impact? Uh, yes, I am. He's definitely one of the uh, top guys there that I'm looking at, uh, most likely seeing across the ring from me. And, um, and I do like our chemistry. You know, I've wrestled him a, a few times. And so uh, I definitely do look forward to those matches. We're expecting a short answer from me, were you? Got to keep it mixed, mix it up. Keep mix it up a little bit. Yes. Uh, whoops, I'm sorry. I just cut you off there. Uh, I didn't think you were going to in with your question, so get back in queue. I'm sorry about that. Stephanie, you're up. Hi, Rob. It's Stephanie from Steel Channel Magazine in UK, but calling you from France. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Hope you are, too. Oh, I'm fine. Um, you've always been one of the most innovative and interesting wrestler in this business, and uh, and still, and you are still are. Um, um, do you think at the, the, I would say like thirty years ago you were aware of the fact that these moves, the, the these moves would become a kind of standard in the business and at the same time in the current impact roster who do you consider as 
innovative people in the ring. Uh, and I, of course, feel, uh, think about the guys you will face tonight, uh, Penta and Phoenix. Thank you. Yes. Um, so I think that I always knew that my moves were standout moves because of the feedback that I would get. And when I visualize moves that I haven't seen anybody else do before, um, then, of course, I'm aware that that what I'm trying, you know, is going to be um, something people haven't seen if I haven't seen anyone else do it before. So that's just always been what I enjoyed about wrestling like before I, I even had my first match i was already trying to think of new moves i was already doing the split-legged moonsault and being creative about it is is what i enjoyed and maybe i didn't know how popular that would get and how other wrestlers would be inspired by that and i probably couldn't have known that someday there'd be so many wrestlers um doing uh doing original moves. I mean, I couldn't have foreseen that because everybody back in the day was doing like the same boring moves uh, to me. Now, um, partly because of being inspired by me, I'm sure um, that's, that's something that's, uh, that's very entertaining in wrestling is watching wrestlers and then seeing a move every once in a while that you haven't seen. Like there's only four sides to the ring, three ropes, and it's amazing that still... You know, after we've been watching wrestling for years and years and years, or our whole lives, or however long you've been watching it, it's amazing to me that once in a while we can still see something that we've never seen before. And sometimes it's, you know, could be um, something really cool. Uh, it, it could be something really devastating in the ring. It could just be as simple as uh, seeing a solid girl climbing up the uh, the corner post like a like a monkey, you know, um, from the outside. And I was like, that's just amazing. But it's the first time that I've seen that after being around wrestling for so long. So there's, there's still room for there because we all have our own perspective, our own values, our own thoughts. So as we all, as individuals, approach something, we're all going to have a different way of, uh, of seeing it. So that's awesome. And Impact uh, Wrestling has a lot of wrestlers that, that are like-minded in that way. You know, uh, Willie Mack, I see his moves, and um, I think that. I think the same thing about... Um, Johnny Impact, I think the same thing about, uh, yeah, the Lucha Brothers, you know, like I, I, I see um, some moves and sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that one. And that's when that's when I really like it, when I uh, when I see somebody do a move and I'm like, man, that, I should have been the first one to do that. I like that move. So so that's inspiring as well. And um, and I appreciate I appreciate the mindset of the athletes wanting to go in there and uh, and own moves, like make moves their own, you know, that'll be synonymous and fans will know them by these original moves. I think that's great. And um, it's been kind of missing for a long time. People used to just have like one move that was their finishing move that made them special. And as soon as they're not in the company, somebody else would do their move. Uh, can't really approach these uh, athletic original moves in the same manner because not everybody can do them. This is David Dunn from New Zealand Pro Wrestling Informer. Um, it's your return to Impact Wrestling tonight, but also the return of Sabu. And you know, you've mentioned on the call you're back because it's good business. But what does it mean to return with Sabu on your side in your corner as your tag team partner? Well, it means a lot. You know, there's there's nobody else in the business that uh, is that really is um, a brother like Sabu. And when I say that, I think of all the years that we've had each other's back inside the ring, outside of the ring, all over the world and Europe and Mexico and all the adventures that we've been through. That's hard to replace that, that experience, you know, with, with just chemistry. You throw two guys together, they've been tagging a little while, and um, I feel like we got an advantage over a situation like this because we've been together so long. In fact, as most people know, Sabu uh, helped train me with his uncle, the original Sheik. So he will always be um, the guy that I've known the longest in the business. And he also is the person that I um, am closest with. And there's nobody that I'd rather have as my partner. So I'm very excited about that. It's been a long time since we've tagged. And so just like the fans, uh, I'm excited uh, for, the, for this tag match. 
I would love to team with Sabu more in the future. Uh, yes, this is Wayne Benitez of uh, Wrestling S Factor Radio. Okay, I just want to... I'm doing good. Yes, I just want to ask um, questions um, between your... What's the difference of your TNA run of... I mean, impact of 29 compared to runs with impact wrestling. I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. I think you're saying what's the difference between my last impact run and this one? Yes. Well, there's a, there's a lot of difference. I mean, um, for um, let, let's look at it like uh, from this perspective. When I went, when I joined back in 2010. Uh, the whole company was in a different position. They were trying to go live on Monday nights up against, um, you know, the, the WWE, which, uh, of course, was uh, getting the ratings, and they had hired some former WWE wrestlers, um, Val Venus. Uh, I can't remember who all was there. But then they changed gears right away, and they started doing uh, not live but pre-taping, and they started, you know, and the schedule was pretty, pretty – it was like every two weeks would be a trip to Orlando – and we'd be filming for two days. And then, you know, for me at the time, that was the best schedule I'd had, especially coming off of the monotonous, almost, you know, 300-day run that I was doing. So leaving and uh, doing a direct flight every two weeks and then knocking out a couple of weeks worth of tapings, um, that, was, that was awesome for me. And you look at who was, in the, who was there at the time, what the company was doing. You know, they were trying to find, it, find itself. They were... They started doing um, some some house shows and traveling on the road sometime afterwards. So so the company itself was going through through a big change and uh, and trying to find different avenues of growth. And so uh, that all affected us and our schedules and and, and everything you know personally. So um, it was uh, it was what it was. And now um, you know not, not to mention that's 2010. So this is like uh, this is like nine years later. And um, so, you know, the company and, and RVD have both had a lot of growth. Uh, Impact has established itself way beyond doubt. Um, I mean, back in the day, like, there was uh, every other week there was rumors. Everybody was saying, oh, they're not going to stick around. Look, they've proven themselves for this long that they're here to stay. And uh, they're, they're, they're proving it by doing things like uh, bringing in the whole effing show. Um, and, uh, I'm not that easy to snag, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm, I'm excited and I'm, uh, I'm motivated by my position, um, in the company, which, which I, uh, have, have yet to, um, to establish, uh, it won't take, uh, won't take but a couple of times pointing my thumbs at myself and kicking a few guys in the mouth before I have my position established and well-known and, um, I'm sure a lot of the other wrestlers, you know, are, are, are looking forward to getting their chances to, to wrestle with a legend like RVD and, um, you know, step right up and take a kick. See how you like it then. Hey, Rob, uh, this is Riju from Sportskida in India. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Very good. Awesome. Uh, my, my question is, uh, is there anyone from the current roster who could have uh, maybe fit in the original uh, ECW locker room? Maybe Sammy Callahan or someone? I'm sorry. Are you asking uh, who, anyone? Uh, is, uh, from the Impact roster, who could have fit in the original ECW locker room? I'm, I'm, are you asking if there's someone in the locker room now that, that, that could have been in ECW locker room? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I have yet to... Uh, I, I'm sure I know a lot of, if not most of, the guys that are, you know, in the locker room right now, but I haven't been in there yet. you got to understand. I haven't, uh, until tonight, I haven't been in the Impact dressing room. My return is tonight, so I have a lot of people to still meet. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt about it. There's several wrestlers that would have done very well in ECW. And that's a testament to how ECW has impacted the entire business. Overall, all pro wrestling is a lot more like ECW than it used to be. ECW used to be the only, the only group 
that was that was hardcore that was going through tables and having these you know everything the fatal four-way matches the uh, triple threat everything that was ecw and everyone used to think that was barbaric but now all the groups are like part extreme you know all of them are they are it's just uh that's how times have changed and how ecw has uh, affected the whole standard so back in the day not too many of the other wrestlers probably would have been comfortable in ECW because it was so different. But right now, the product that has come um, from years later, the people that watched ECW growing up that are not the pro wrestlers themselves, yeah, it, de- it definitely could have um, could have fit a lot more people because a lot of the wrestlers today um, were inspired by ECW and they really enjoy and preferred that kind of uh, style they find it more entertaining for the crowd but also for themselves so um you know proud to say just like myself that ecw has has uh, has changed everything hi ryan bowman from the um we talked about how your moves inspired the generation that followed you and a lot of that is reflected over the past 17 years with impacts x division now that you're back with the company, do you have any desire to mix it up in an Ultimate X match like the one taking place at United We Stand? Um, well, you know, that's a good thought. I really haven't thought about it that much yet. Um, and I, I guess I would like to uh, get inside the dressing room and get a feel for everything first. Uh, myself being a former X Division champion, um, you know, I did, I did enjoy wearing that championship, but I did enjoy representing... Uh, that style uh, of wrestling. Um, RVD's in a, a, uh, a, I don't know if it's unique, but it's definitely a, um, a rare position where throughout my career, um, some people have always wanted to consider me like a junior heavyweight, even though I weigh 235, 240 pounds, and it's because of my moves. And the X division used to be, thought of as more of a junior division, but then I don't even know if that was ever true or if that was just an assumption, but then I know that um, there definitely have been some uh, heavyweights, and I think it was more about the style than than using the smaller guys, but there's always been a little confusion about that, and as far as uh, my my goals um, in my career, I've tried to stay away from the, uh, the junior um, divisions because Sabu trained me way back in the day in all Japan, I was wrestling for the junior title, and um, it, you know I was getting close to capturing it. And Sabu said, "If you get the junior title, then they'll never look at you as a main eventer." And I'm not saying that's true now, but I'm saying that's the old school logic that was put into me back in the day that that I still have. The thought of being the main event, a heavyweight, is 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 a different thought than thinking about being the junior. Uh, division that can do flips and stuff. So um, I got to wrap my head around exactly what the X division is. I think that it's more of an extreme style and that it doesn't matter how much you weigh. And if I'm right about that, then I might as well add that to the uh, Impact Heavyweight Championship and I might as well take them all. We all know that I look good having a couple of belts around my shoulders at the same time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All righty, Rob. Well, we will wrap it up with that question. Uh, tonight, United We Stand, 11 p.m., Rawway, New Jersey. RVD will give you the floor for a final thought. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Got uh, to start preparing myself that way. I'm in New York City and got to do what I'm going to do in the day to get ready for my big debut. Got to go catch a tan so I can look good for all my fans and got to make sure that uh, my brand new outfit got shipped with no problems so I can uh, check that out and um, look good for everybody tonight, which uh, no doubt, no doubt I'm going to be looking good. Looking forward to it. Uh, Rawway, New Jersey. I'll be seeing you down there. I don't know when Sabu's coming in. We'll get together. And um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, by the way, uh, my girlfriend Katie Forbes also will be there. So um, uh, on a you know on a personal level, uh, my girlfriend's there. My my best friend Sabu's there. This is going to be different than just RVD on his own in Scotland taking a booking. You know what I mean? We got family there. We got things to fight for, and got to make my presence known. And there's only one way to do that. We're the whole up and show. 
So that's what I'm looking for tonight. Thanks for the interview, guys. Well, Rob, as long as you mentioned, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab you for one more question. Uh, you threw it out there. Katie Forbes in a four-way tonight. Uh, bring us up to speed on her, what, what we can expect to see out of her in the match tonight. She's really excited about it and um, looking forward to this match as well. Um, so it's a big opportunity for her. You know, she's, she's on her way up to places uh, that I've already been. And, um, you know, so she's... Uh, She's got uh, she's got a lot riding on on this match, and she's uh, uh, she's hopefully gonna gonna stand out, and um, you know hopefully hopefully we'll be able to see Katie um, around more than uh, just tonight too. You know she's uh, she is beautiful, and the fans are gonna love seeing her, and uh, and she loves wrestling. So um, these I think out of the other three girls, I think maybe she's only wrestled like uh, Taya before, and that's only been like once. So it'll be like an experience of being in the ring with all um, new new people for her too. So um, my my best wishes are are with her, and uh, you know I hope to see her really do good because that would be awesome if we could be going to work together after tonight. All righty, Rob. I'll see you in a couple hours in uh, in Rawway. All right, cool, Russ. Appreciate it, and uh, and cool, Josh. Uh, see you guys in a little while. Thanks. All righty, media. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, if anybody is coming to uh, Rawway tonight, uh, feel free to let me know. I look forward to meeting you, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week.